0: Luke, are you recording?
1: Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, I am recording now. Okay, <laughs> I'm still reading, <laughs> I'm I'm like tensively reading through this fanfiction to find like a good paragraph. Honestly,
2: I've never related to someone more yeah. because every time that Cody's like yeah, 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 are you ready? I'm like also doing that as well. <laughs> so I get it. It's
1: real, That's great. it's real.
2: Yeah, Hell just yeah. me fur- like furiously procrastinating on my homework until literally the last possible second. So I get it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> Glad <laughs> to be
1: here.
0: Hell yeah.
2: I love that we finally got Ira
0: Glass. <laughs> it's about time. We've been pining over him for years. Should I really go... <laughs> we finally got him in the studio. Should I
1: really go deep on the Ira Glass and, like, go this voice and, like, whisper everything I say?
0: Oh,
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm... If you want to give everyone the asthma tingles, yes. I was just about to say, this is going to turn (laughs) into
1: an ASMR podcast.
2: (laughs) I love that and also hate it. Um, And if you want to lean into it, like, we can get into that, like, spoopy Halloween thing and say that you're in costume. Um, Like, audio costume? (laughs) What is that?
0: (laughs) Is that anything? Yeah. Um, It's
1: the new frontier of costumes. Or you
0: can... Right, we're really changing the game, flipping the narrative, mm-hmm. you know, reconstructing Definitely. what a costume is.
2: Are <laughs> audio costumes just acting? Is that just an <laughs>
1: Audio costumes, impressions? You
0: know. Audio costumes, aka just improv. <laughs> this is and I know this is a high bar, but this is the worst intro to a podcast we've done. Thank maybe you. Maybe ever.
1: Oh, was this the was this the intro? Or are we recording right now?
0: We're here, baby. Oh, yeah. I love the
2: idea of are you recording as if we aren't all in separate places having actively pressed recording. Yeah,
1: no, that's true. I guess I meant more like the the <laughs> like perceptual like recording, you know?
2: Yes. The only thing that can make it more chaotic, Cody, if you just want to add in your little like whistle tootle thing. Um,
0: I'm so just glad to... you brought that up. <laughs> oh, hell I yeah. I have it on hand.
1: Oh, wow, that's great.
0: I became prepared this week.
2: The nice thing is that if we just start out awful, it can only go up from here. That is true. We're
0: really just like starting from rock bottom.
2: <laughs> In Rock bottom. Hey, welcome to Into the Twilight. Hey, so, with a guest. We got a guest. Yes. Hi. Yes. Cody, do you want to introduce our fantastic
0: guest? It's Luke fucking Hicks, y'all.
1: Hi, how do you do? I
0: don't I know love your fucking, middle name. I was profane and I'm sorry. Or is it...
1: <laughs> My middle name might be y'all, though, because I am from Texas.
0: Whoa. Yeehaw. Yee. Wow. Fucking huh. We invited Luke over, because this week we're talking about the lighthouse, doing a brief oh interlude, God. a little bit of a vacation from you, the worst thing we've ever done on this podcast.
2: It's the, I just am so tired.
0: Yeah, so we're taking a break, taking a little vacay, and who better to talk about the lighthouse with than the biggest fan of The Lighthouse, Luke Hanks. <laughs> yeah,
1: I really love The Lighthouse.
0: Hell yeah. I am so excited to talk about this film with you. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. I have I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope so, I can answer them. Yeah, Jeez, a lot of pressure.
0: Literally, the, a text I got from Allie a few days ago was just out of context. Hey, what the fuck was that movie? <laughs> Which is setting a I just, good scene for this episode. <laughs>
2: It was literally, like, as the credits started to roll, I pulled out my phone, turned it back on, and I all I could think was, like, uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, what?
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, that's
2: a- and I went back into, the, like, blinding sunlight after <laughs> sitting in the darkest movie for the in, like, a darkest theater and was just yeah. like, I just cannot handle this, so... I'm I'm very interested since you saw this film, film in the most like cinema space. So Yeah. I did. Luke, since I prior to about, I don't know, six minutes ago did not know who you were, and I'm imagining the laymen of this podcast don't either. Could you in six words or less introduce yourself to the space?
1: Oh, yeah. Six words or less, that's tough. I just want to say before I introduce myself in six words or less that I think even the laymen of the film world also don't know who I am at all. So um, all lay people, we're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> um, but damn, six words or less: film journalist, New York uh-huh. City. Fuck, that was five already. I, you could have just said New I York. I chose so poorly. You
2: said <laughs> yeah, you in- oh, <laughs> I, I said Brooklyn.
0: a lot. I
1: should have said Brooklyn. Fuck.
2: It's okay. You can try again. Okay, yeah, it's fine. I think film, low stakes.
1: film journalist Brooklyn, arts obsessive, maybe.
0: Oh. Okay. Great. One word. I still
1: have one word. Oh god. I guess.
2: This is just a side on. I guess <laughs> he's a Libra. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is Libra is Libra my sixth word? Because <laughs> that that probably says a lot about me to people that I don't know how to communicate in one word.
0: Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
2: That's beautiful. Thanks. That's beautiful.
0: Cody, you do yours. What? Now we're all doing this. I hate this. It's a hard game. (laughs) It's a really hard game. God, I can't believe I'm being pressured on my own podcast. Getting a test. Well, I
2: want to make I want to make Luke feel comfortable. Yeah, make me feel comfortable.
1: He
0: didn't. (sighs) He didn't know that
2: I was gonna make (laughs) him do that.
0: Okay, fine. Film culture critic. Social media manager, done. Oh damn! Nice.
2: Okay, I'll do mine. And I didn't start thinking about this until just now. But I'm imagining you're going to make me do this too. Middle school teacher, Mm -hmm. loves Claire Saffitz. Yes, (laughs) 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 that's all you need to know about me. (laughs) Okay, cool. Great. Ooh, I, wait, love it.
0: I got I want to do one quick redo. This okay. is just a side this is a side one. Okay. Um fan of lady cannibal movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Full stop. <coughs> Full stop. That's it. That's all you need to know.
2: Yeah, that has been a big thing for you yeah. as of late. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that like a I'm going through a corner. Are we talking about like a subgenre of films like raw or is this like a series? Yes. Okay.
0: Exactly like okay, raw great. and other others. Yeah. I've written too many pieces about it where I'm worried that people will think I'm actually a cannibal, so we're at a bit of a standstill at the moment. I mean, are you sure that you aren't? <laughs> Luke.
1: I'm trying to ask the hard questions,
0: you know. Fuck, damn, hit me with that journalism, fuck. <laughs> hey, is Jennifer's Body
2: a cannibal movie?
0: I would argue yes. Yeah, okay. I would- and I have before. <laughs> I would say yes. Yeah. And
2: will continue for yeah. the rest of time.
0: Yeah, I I would say female cannibal movies largely can be just under the umbrella of women eating people in movies. However it happens. Sure. However it happens. Okay. Which happens in Jennifer's body. So, yes. Gotcha. Anyway, this is a weird interlude. Um, Let's we- go. Okay. Let's do some shit.
2: Let's do some current events. Do you want to okay. do interlude well, yeah. music?
0: Um, fuck, hold on <laughs> I keep putting it down I should know better Why would you ever put it down? There it is, you happy? I
2: feel like, I feel like that I, I keep kind of wanting to call it a toy And that's very condescending of me So I apologize <laughs> But I feel like that is your chaotic version Of a sad violin A small violin, yes, a oh, tiny absolutely. violin Yes, Th-
0: this is my outlet for <laughs> Depression <laughs>
2: Just, like, I'm going through an episode and then also playing that. (laughs) Yes,
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what my brain is all the time. Welcome.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um, We have quite a few current events today. A lot of them, shockingly, are Twilight-related, because when aren't they? Oh, yeah. The first one is in Times space, because when I think about the economy i always think about king stew um and our pats sorry Robert Pattinson. Listen,
0: they, they've done so much for the economy they
2: So really, really have. <laughs> they have um, this is from and cody i'm future cody i'm gonna ask that you bleep this this is from the ellen show um
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the most grainy photo yeah um and i don't correct me if i'm wrong but i think in this photo Kristen Stewart is holding the void?
0: That's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that's her knee, but yes, it's also
2: the void. Okay, but like, what is in her right arm?
0: Right, it, it just looks like her arm is going into the phantom zone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just... Is it a bad
2: Photoshop void? Like, is it a bat? I honest to God don't I like know. It's
1: either, I feel like it's either bad Photoshop or like a black hole just above her her right arm.
2: Honestly, my uterus is also a black hole. So like, I get it, but oh, <laughs> my God. I just have questions. Okay. Anyways, that's yeah. irrelevant. I just yeah. freaked me out. Um, the, one of the things that really drew me in this is that someone, and by someone, I mean, the writer of this, whomever that is, um, decided to use a heading that says the ex lover, made good decisions that led to their success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just no. have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know why they made me yeah. read that.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of questionable subheads in this. Most notably, case Do supported ARP. <laughs> our- <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's basically all you need to know from this.
0: Yeah. And again, she... Kristen Stewart is credited again as the Snow White and the Huntsman actress. We have we Luke. We keep running into this problem every week where we find news about Kristen Stewart, who's done many, many. things, especially recently, yes. but most notably Twilight for right. sure. But so many of these pieces will just the first attribution of her is Snow White and the Huntsman, and we don't know yeah, why. That
1: really is a shame,
0: especially because <sighs> make it make sense. I don't know
2: <laughs> in this one. I've never seen Snow White spelled like this. Where oh yes yeah. it's, it's <laughs> Snow White. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's it's
0: one word, but there's one <laughs> W. It's White. haunting. I hate it. I hate it so much. Those economy I,
1: writers and their entertainment knowledge through the roof. Yeah,
0: very, very I don't
2: good. know that I want. To read any more of this, but I, I have a lot of questions essentially. Yeah. Um, so
0: ponder on that, simmer on it as you will.
2: Yeah, and just think about the uh, emotional labor of uh, what K Stu did there. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: So it's very good. Um, Hell yeah. The next thing here is my favorite, or, well, one <laughs> of my favorite things I'd say from this week um, is, a, is an insider piece of some tourism. I would say. Some travel. Yeah. Of the, I I don't know how to pronounce their name. I think it's Alani Vargas went to (laughs) Florence um, Mm -hmm. and went to Volterra and just did a good old Twilight tourism trip. And it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my whole life.
0: I can't believe you didn't write this. I, it's absolutely something you would do. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And will. I will do this at some point.
0: Before I die. So help me God. I'm going.
2: If I, honest to God, I feel like had I just been a hair sicker, that I would have if I had been just a touch just a whisper sicker in high school (laughs) that I would have earned my make-a-wish I feel like this would have been my thing of like they would have been like all right Allie like this is it you've got like six months to live what are you gonna do and I've would been like you know what take me to Italy bitches I'm gonna go make me a vampire (laughs) Um, but instead I you know just gotta see it from afar, I guess. I don't know, um, but this is a this is a fantastic trip. I loved my favorite part of this. I don't know about you all, but like my favorite part of this is seeing the like picture from the glass of the Volterra gift shop.
0: <laughs>
2: just I want that shirt that just says I heart Volterra on it. Mm.
0: God, this poster too is just like <laughs> it's really
2: something. Something.
0: Graphic Especially... design is my pet <laughs> Especially because the way that it makes
2: it seem is that it's the city is Volterra and the country is New Moon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? We've entered the jurisdiction of New Moon. Welcome. Yeah. A beautiful nation state of New Moon.
2: Yeah. I I love it so much. Um, it's beautiful. And thank you for this gift, this journalism. It's beautiful. So I love it.
0: Yes. Thank you. Shout out.
2: <laughs> thank you for doing the good work, Insider.
0: Literally, thank you for your service.
2: (laughs) Um, Okay, Cody, I'm going to ask you to do Fashion Corner, please, and thank you.
0: Hell yeah. Um, Dakota Johnson is hot. That's the corner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's upsetting. Um, She was on the red carpet for the Governor's Awards a few days ago. And just looking so cute. Are you fucking kidding me with this shit?
2: It's honestly upsetting. Phones.
0: It's elegant. She looks like she could get married right now, like, on this carpet. It's, like, a beautiful white, like, high skirt and some sort of bandeau top. I don't know how to describe fashion, but it's great. I'm into it.
2: The smize in that second photo? Come on. Wait, hold me. on. Shut the fuck up. Everyone shut up. woman. Okay. Everyone <laughs> shut up. I just- I'm having a galaxy brain moment. I just realized- <laughs> That yeah. Coldplay is performing on Saturday at SNL. Yes. Yes. And she's dating Mr. Coldplay.
1: Wait, really?
0: Oh, I keep trying to forget.
2: And K-Stew is going to be there yeah. because she's performing. Right. So, hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dakota Everyone John... shut up. Everyone shut up. <laughs> no. So, that means that k Stu and Dakota Johnson are going to, like, be together. So we'll probably yeah. get photos of them together.
0: Oh, my God. We're going to explode. This podcast will just
2: I can't wait for Saturday to be, to, li- to be the last day I live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. What a way to die. Holy shit. I'm, going, I'm booking a flight to Florence and I'm calling it quits, baby.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of Dakota Johnson, though, Luke, did you – have you happened to watch Wounds –
1: I have watched Wounds. I watched it in January.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. I I think I was
1: like one of 12 people out of 1,000 that liked it.
2: Okay. So can you – we briefly talked about it last week because I made it about 30 minutes in before I tapped out because of uh, the roaches. Uh, Can you you give us a brief rundown of your experience watching Wounds in January because you're, like, famous, so – (laughs)
1: um i my brief experience watching wounds was it was a midnight screening it was at sundance there was a lot of hype because babak anvari's under the shadow was an incredible movie um so yeah i don't know i think it was just i expected it to be great and for whatever reason i wouldn't say it was great but i thoroughly enjoyed it (laughs) and i thought it was freaky as fuck and um everyone else hated it i remember the person sitting in front of me um a critic who shall not be named who was scribbling furiously the whole time to the point where like he never even looked up at the screen i want to say and then his was that came me out, it was like, me it was you. <laughs> the his review came out like two hours later and it was like this is the worst movie i've seen in a long time and i was like you didn't even watch the fucking movie man anyways damn. i think it's an underdog That's
0: wow think. damn did wow. you like it cody i haven't seen it yet okay. i'm sorry I mean,
1: like, I think just watching Dakota Johnson and Army Hammer be beautiful, even if their relationship is shit, is still Right, really nice.
0: absolutely. That's how I got into this podcast, Luke. I'm here for the hot people in So we on the media. same page. Exactly. That's like <laughs> all I'm, that's what I'm in this industry for. I'm here to thirst and nothing else.
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I signed up to watch that because I was like, great, they're both beautiful, and then it was a lot of, Army Hammer just staring at roaches.
1: There's a lot of that. Yeah,
2: and that's all. That's as far as I got. And I was like, oh well, hmm. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
2: But it's good to know that there is there is some people that were like, ah, keep this. Yes, <laughs> cinema. Uh,
0: but yeah, fun fact: Dakota Johnson is dating the dude from Coldplay. Yeah, and Mr. I... Coldplay. Yeah, it's it's the worst piece of knowledge. That Wait. won't escape my brain.
1: Wait, is it Chris Martin? It. Yes.
0: yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Really gotta sit on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Just, A lot to think about. It's it's awful. <laughs> I hate it.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, especially because, like, that means she's, like, tangentially, up- like, I don't know. Does that make her sort of related to Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't know. It's, like, a whole thing.
0: We're doing too many, like, corkboard, like, wrestling <laughs> <laughs> situations right now. That's true.
2: Okay. Um, speaking of that, though, we, our last bit of news is about Case Do. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. Um,
2: who, by the time this comes out, will have been on SNL, and hopefully will have done a reprisal of the Totinos bit.
0: Honestly, if she doesn't, what's the point?
2: What is the, what is the point? <laughs> God. Uh, it honestly, like, broke the internet was the most important thing. All I want is to be able to see her and Bowen and Yang in a bit together.
0: Yes. I feel be like. very good.
2: It would. I feel like it would really do something. Um, but I'm very excited, especially about the video that just came out with her and, fuck, I'm forgetting. Kate McKinnon. Thank you. Um, yep. Just doing a thumbs war that's really important to me. Yep.
0: Just, like. there's, it's too much hotness in one, one room. It should be illegal. They need to just separate them. They can't be in a distance of each other. I just love that Kate McKinnon, like, used her feet to scoot
2: up in the chair closer (laughs) to the light. It's just, that's a big mood.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a great 60 seconds of content.
2: Yes, it means a lot to me. Also, just, like, that Casey's wearing the those type of glasses, I don't know what they're called, but I don't know. I always associate them with serial killers, but they look good on her, so whatever. Yeah, it
0: does look like she could just play a serial killer in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I she just... just left from one other indie set to another. <laughs> yeah. Indie one does, so now they just drop off, get her check.
2: But it's okay. I respect it. I'm fine yeah. with her wearing yeah. them and no one else, so. Of course. <sighs> okay. All right, I'm finally prepared. I have my vocal cords are warmed up. I'm ready to listen to you all discuss the lighthouse, and I'm ready to answer all of the questions. And we have a lot of audience questions
0: about the puss. So, listen, y'all are some. I know we're horny, but y'all are some horny motherfuckers, and I appreciate it. I'm
2: I'm glad that you all were acutely able to describe our brand when bringing in a guest that I am pretty confident has never listened to our podcast before and Certainly. can just look at our questions here and acutely in a second look at what our brand is. So thank you.
1: Yeah, I can tell uh, you've definitely got some uh, rowdy listeners.
2: <laughs> Great. Thank you. Rowdy is the appropriate way to describe our podcast, I would say. It's true.
0: It's rowdy. Uh,
2: So what I would love is to get, Luke, your background on this movie.
1: Um, I saw this, so I went to Cannes for the first time this year. I saw The Lighthouse. I waited for six and a half hours over a period of three days.
0: Jesus. It was
1: the longest I've ever waited for a movie, but not the longest in one period since it was like, you know, three times split up. It was very frustrating. Um, The second time I had a long argument with the person who was working the front because I was only two people away. I lost that argument. Um,
0: Damn. But anyways, (laughs)
1: eventually saw it and everyone was so excited for it. And it was one of the better, yeah, like better premieres of a film I've seen. It was like everyone was so excited about everything and every tiny little like art housey aspect of the lighthouse that probably wouldn't play well in like an amc or your average movie theater was just like fireworks um at Cannes, so it was pretty fucking fantastic and then i watched it a second time last week on my birthday actually
0: wow how cute that's awesome yeah
2: so i i guess i'm curious how how did you get to france how did that (laughs) How does one how does one get to CAN?
1: Um you just have to I mean there's definitely not a way by any means. Um if there is it would probably just be distilled into you have to get a letter of assignment from a publication that CAN deems worthy, which is a lot by the way. I mean, CAN has 4500 press, which is the largest of any festival in the world by like a mile. So um a lot of people cover it. Uh it's more that it's just really expensive and you know the average journalist in the US is not making enough money to buy a flight to can and then pay for it a uh, place to stay afterwards but sure. anyways yeah it's um i just got i got assigned by film school rejects to go and yeah that's really it i mean it was i was like trying really hard to go so i guess there's a lot else that happens like over a period of years that got me there but yeah, it was just like it finally culminated in going this year.
2: Gotcha. So Mr yeah. Mr. Can was like, You are the one, Luke. I just Yeah, he you. sent
1: me you know like in Harry Potter when all the Hogwarts letters come through the mailbox and the Dudleys yeah. are like, Fuck no, get out of here. It was like yeah. that, but with letters from Mr. Can.
2: Holy shit. Wow. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad that it finally your letter finally came through. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm I'm very curious about so you had to wait several days to be able to get into the showing? Is that yeah. just because so many people wanted to see it?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, Damn. I mean, you know, there's like a a culture of waiting in lines at that That's that's really absurd. I mean, for most movies that are anticipated even a little bit, it's a given that you should wait for about 90 minutes. But, I mean, the more Jeez. hype there is, the longer. Like, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one was probably, like three and a half hours the Terrence Malick one was like two and a half so it just kind of matters and you play it by ear but um the strange thing about the lighthouse is that it wasn't in the can official selection which a lot of people expected it to be but they seem to have this aversion to genre um movies so it wasn't it was in what's called the Zen or the director's fortnight and they're only like I want to say there are only six or seven movies in that sidebar festival um, but it's right next to the Pele. It's like a whole part of the culture of can. Um, but they do they do like priority things differently. So at the all the other can screenings it's like you have a tier of badge, it's pretty easy to like get in as long as you wait long enough. But at the Lighthouse it was pretty unpredictable because the badges did not work that way. And hmm. I waited in line the first two times. The first time I waited for two and a half hours. The second time I waited for two hours. Didn't get in either time. And, like, got close both times. And it was just a matter of, like, hoping. Um, One time even, like, four or five of my friends were a few people in front of me. That second time, they all got in and I didn't. That was really crushing. Um, Wow. But then the third time, actually, I don't think I was going to get in. I wasn't able to wait for longer than an hour and a half. And then... Lucky for me, I knew a press rep from the film and he ended up giving me a ticket at like the last minute. So I really probably shouldn't have gotten into the movie. But that just goes to show how much hype there was for that movie.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay. People
1: were excited about Arpet. Yeah.
2: yeah. Understandable.
0: Our boy, Robert.
2: So I'm curious what the... So obviously it sounds like then that you liked it. That's why you are here. What was the, like, audience reception there?
1: Oh, my gosh. They were wild. It was one of the most responsive audiences I've sat in. Like a horny audience? "Uh, There was definitely some horniness in the air. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I would say, like... (laughs) Just a mist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. In essence.
1: I would say the main vibe of the audience was just, like, they were just ecstatic. There was so much, like... I don't know just like frenetic energy in the air like spritzing around and like uh, it was it was really contagious like I walked out of that movie feeling like I was still in it for four or five more hours mainly wow. because of the audience I think um, but it was like every little thing got just like rapturous applause people probably oh. applauded in the middle of that movie 10 to 15 times
2: Huh.
1: yeah
2: interesting okay yeah wild audience. huh I believe that. So Very young, Co-
1: too, I should say.
2: Young audience?
1: Mm-hmm. I like everyone was under 30.
2: <laughs> when you said that, I was like, like, six-year-old? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> there were babies. Just baby journalists. <laughs> Just baby journalists waiting in line. Uh, Cody, what was your experience watching this?
0: Uh saw this in the middle of the day on a Wednesday a very inconvenient (laughs) time but I wanted to review this so bad and I already got the okay from my editor so I was like I'm gonna do it um in with just like a, a few other Chicago based peeps it was great um and so there wasn't like a lot of us um but it was great some of them had seen it before, but a lot I think a lot of them were just like seeing it for the first time and we were all just like I think it was the opposite, we were very quiet, but in like a very good, like unifying quiet. We're just like, Yes, this rules. <laughs> like this is awesome. Yeah, it was a good it was a good time. That's awesome.
2: Mine was a very old audience, but that's because <laughs> I saw it what, like four days ago. <laughs> I don't know. And I went to a twenty one and up theater. So I don't know. Whoa! It was like Whoa. one no of fucking the children crazy. in my
0: movie. <laughs> well, Seriously. it was
2: it was one of the only places around here that was showing. Sure. on, So yeah. I don't know. It was way different. Um, I I want to get into y'all's thoughts about this first, mainly because I have a lot of questions. So <laughs> um, I I don't. Cody, why don't you start on your thoughts? like what did you think about this, this uh, film? i fucking love
0: this movie tell me I more love it. i love it a lot um, tell me about I the just... boys
2: <laughs> the Our dads
0: boys. i just it's what i really like from this movie and movies in general is when it's so just like it's so condensed and it's so just focused on these two people losing their minds and it's great and it just, it felt like theater to me in the best way, because you're just sort of watching this really intimate play, mm-hmm. but it's fucking bananas and buck wild and taking crazy mythical, like, magical realism turns and maritime lore and fucking seagulls and whatever. And it's just, like, so crazy enough, but also so, like, restrained in a way that's, like, very formula, like formulaic in a way that makes sense. Um, I, it just a, appealed to all of my sensibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Robert is fucking great. Willem Dafoe has never been bad in a movie in his life, so it's perfect. <laughs> it's
2: perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. The, the lore on it was like the symbolism in it was off the charts. Um, right. I that was fantastic on there. Um, what else stood out to you, Luke?
1: Oh, gosh. There's so much that stands out to me about this movie. Uh, <laughs> one of the first things I noticed, I mean, it's super obvious the whole time, but I think it's just strange for Eggers, because have y'all seen The Witch as well?
0: I have, yeah. The Witch? Okay. The Witch, as we call it. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly, The Witch. Uh, it's like, this is, he's two for two on movies with really bizarre language. He seems to yes. have an affinity for language, and like language that really doesn't make sense to people in the 21st century. But, you know, like, we can obviously interpret it and read it. Maybe The Lighthouse a little more than The Vich. But, um, yeah, like, the, the the language throughout was as funny as it was grave. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, there's so many times when you're just laughing because he says, you know, like, the damps got to their provisions instead of the food is wet. And you're just like, what a way to phrase that. Um, but then... <laughs> I mean, he also, like, recites prayers and poetry and whatnot that Mm. kind of, like, makes you still in the moment. Um, So, yeah, language was, like, a huge thing. Um, God, The editing. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking funny. When they're, like, screaming at each other at the top of their lungs and then it just cuts immediately to them, like, (laughs) singing on each other's shoulders, (laughs) like, completely drunk. There's some really, really brilliant editing like that that makes it hilarious. Did you... Did you like the witch, Cody?
0: Yes, I did. I did. I think I like this better, but I'm not. I haven't seen the witch. I haven't revisited it in a while, so I have to. My rankings are not up to date. But yes, I did like it. Yeah, me too. I liked this one better. You mm-hmm. did. Um, what very I will—they s- are. Yeah, we're well, right. Yeah, it's it's hard to compare, but yeah. Yeah. There was so much
2: about this. I agree. It felt very much like a play to me. And I feel like I haven't watched something like this where it's just two actors. Right. I, and I feel like if I have, I haven't in a long time. And so it did. I feel like it would be very easy to adapt this to a play format. Um, but there was, there's a lot that stands out to me. One, I mean, obviously like the seagull stuff, because fuck birds. For real, I'm so scared of birds, and so every time that that Robert Pattinson was just staring menacingly at a seagull, I was like, I feel you, I understand, like I respect it. Um, but there was a lot of like every time that Willem Dafoe was like, "Don't fuck with the birds," and and Robert Pattinson was like, mm, "I don't know, I, maybe I will fuck with the birds." Uh, <laughs> but I kind of want it. But I kind of want it. And I love, there were just some, like, genuinely funny moments, which I was not expecting, of mm-hmm. just, like, one, they're, they are just, like, sailors, and so there was just a lot of farting. Just a lot of farts. A lot of farting. And yeah. then just yeah. the, um, when Willem Defoe was just, like, playing goofs on, like, oh, you have to clean the faucet, lol. <laughs> um, and then when they get drunk and they just start socking the shit out of each other. That was hilarious to me. It's so good. It's, it was yeah. so, funny. so uh, funny. I was just not expecting some of those parts to be, I guess, as funny as they were, especially because it was right. just building suspense throughout the whole time.
0: Right. Uh, I think that was interesting, too, because I feel like whenever I, I recommend this movie to other people and they're like, oh, is it is it, like, scary? And I'm like, no, it's, like, not at least for me, it wasn't scary at all. It's very funny. It is. It's just like it's more. It's more of a comedy than anything. It's just very jarring and like how it's packaged and like how broody and fucking one by one and all this shit and black and white and whatever. Um, but it's just like fucking these two dudes just <laughs> being gross, <laughs> like, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's just gnarly. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gnarly. Really. It's yeah.
1: also it's also so absurd. You know, like right, right. People ask me like I talk about the Eric Andre show a lot because I'm obsessed with it, and people be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, is it funny?" And I'm like, "I mean, I think it's hilarious, but I don't right. think that that's classically considered funny. I like I feel like the yeah. Lighthouse falls into that." that boat where it's like it's just not it's such a strange kind of funny and it's hard to explain to people because on paper it doesn't read like it would be funny
0: right right
2: Mm. yeah I think the one of the things I will say that detracted from my viewing and why it's definitely grown on me since viewing it but it's taken a lot of me having to kind of study and read about it since then but it took It was very confusing to me while watching it, mainly because I could not understand them while watching it. And I think I would have I feel like my initial viewing would have benefited from having captions Mm -hmm. while watching because I could not understand Willem Dafoe at all Mm. (laughs) because his accent was accurate, but so goddamn thick.
1: Yeah, he's pretty gruff.
2: Yeah. And there was a lot of the parts where I was, my eyes were like squinting and I was like, I know that doesn't help my hearing, but I am just staring (laughs) so intently at the screen being like, I cannot parse what you are saying at all. I need someone to translate this, even though I know you are speaking English. It is just such a mid-eastern Atlantic whatever.
1: It makes me wonder if he even wants us to pick up all the words.
2: I don't think so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like they feel more thematic a lot of the time or tonal or something.
2: Yeah. Um, There's and then there's also the there was a part in the trailer, too, of like spilling the beans. And I thought that was all like literal beans. Um, And that might have been also like all the reactions that I saw on Twitter of just like people showing bean cans. And then that ended up being like a whole different thing. Um, but we did get a lot of questions about this, and so I feel like we should probably talk about it. Hell yeah, um, we got two specific questions, one saying, I'm gonna need to hear at least several minutes discussing mermaid vaginas, and another saying thoughts on the mermaid pussy. so... Uh, I would like to hear... (laughs) (laughs) Any
0: takers? (laughs) I would, any...
2: Step on down. (laughs) Someone head to the mic, please.
1: Good thing I prepared my mermaid pussy dialogue without having read the questions.
2: Thank you. Go ahead and open up... as a PowerPoint. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and open up your Google Doc. (laughs) Cause, uh... I
1: don't know that I have any commentary on, uh, the mermaid vagina.
2: How do you not, though?
1: (laughs) You know... that's a good question. Something <laughs> worth pondering for sure.
0: Yeah, have you really think about your own biases, Luke? Have you think about why you. <laughs> How
1: spoilery are we getting on this? Is that like... I mean,
0: fuck it. Fuck okay, it. What, whatever. A fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I feel we warned like, people.
1: I feel like Willem Dafoe is the mermaid.
0: Interesting. In Tell all me circumstances.
1: more. So, if, if we're talking about mermaid vaginas. You know, and I think Willem Defoe is the mermaid. It just really complicates oh, things. I don't even know what step to take next.
2: I mean, show me show me your red string. Illuminate you your corkboard for me.
0: A Pandora's box <laughs> of possibility right now. Well I need you to elaborate on everything you just said.
1: Um, okay. If the lighthouse is some sort of like transcendental or maybe not transcendental, but at the very least like portal to some other dimension, Mm -hmm. which it seems like it is whether that's like limbo or, you know, some strange, like neutral afterlife or maybe hell, Mm -hmm. who knows something along those lines. And then like Defoe is the keeper. Then he is like every life form. He's the seagulls as much as he is the mermaid that is like seducing Robert Patins and underwater as much as he is, you know that like strange Poseidon like freaky tentacled character he turns into for brief moments. As much as he is like the standing lighthouse that's shining beams into his eyes,
0: okay. he is everything. Interesting, huh? I like that theory a lot, actually. So
2: do I. I hadn't thought it about because it makes like sense
0: that. with when you're like because Willem Defoe is like the only stagnant and stable thing quote unquote stable thing like in the universe right mm-hmm. where he's like going through just like herds of these shop keeps and these lighthouse keeps that will always go crazy and will always lose their minds because they see visions and whatever um, but he's the only one that's like remaining there and it might not be because he's like immune to it or he doesn't believe whatever he doesn't see it or something but like that he, are, he is manifested in all of these different like situations and and representations of that madness yeah Hmm. yeah and how else could they not
2: go insane next to like a eternal being Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right Right. yeah right right
1: right as we all know from our experiences (laughs) with eternal beings
0: right listen fellas (laughs) uh, (laughs) ladies am i right come on (laughs)
1: I feel like That's also Willem Dafoe only ever gets upset about things that are very trivial, like he gets lightly upset mm. that Thomas won't drink, um, right?
2: You know, like you know, God whatever. does.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like God does. <laughs> no, no, but it's like he never seems to be concerned about the fact that they're stuck on the island. You know, he never seems to oh, be concerned sure. about the yeah. fact that they're they're like doomed and. You know, right. like, wait, what are their names? Oh, Ephraim is is his name. So, like, he's always trying to get away, you know? And then
0: yeah,
1: Willem Defoe's character is not. He's just, like, totally fine. He's kind of, like, laughing about the whole thing most of the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking drown in this lighthouse. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> We're just yeah. riding it, baby. Yeah, That's true. Holy shit.
2: Interesting. Damn.
0: Much okay. to think about.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. Because I know I was... I know that there are some theories, right, about it being like pretty homoerotic because they're in like a phallic statue and uh, all that stuff. But I hadn't really taken it to the fact that like, I don't know, Wake was like a god or whatever. That's interesting. Damn. I mean, there's also that.
1: What does the film open with? The film opens with a quote from Greek mythology of some sort.
2: It does. I don't remember
1: anymore. What it is, uh, is it from like the modern Prometheus or something? I know that's or just the tale of Prometheus. I don't remember. Anyways, the point is, there's clearly a lot of Greek mythology influence on it. It and does. So that's that's yeah. kind of like the center of that thought. Is like there's, I don't know. Like I've read so many articles and reviews and essays on it, and it's like everyone seems to go to the Greek mythology thing. Um, so I'm assuming he's talked about that a lot in, in interviews and whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm. well and like the ending is extremely uh, a greek mythology like because it is it is prometheus um mm-hmm. with him yeah. getting his uh what it's his liver chewed out by birds i think it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um because yeah, right. he's like yeah because it's i think it's prometheus he's like chained to a rock the eagle comes every day and like picks his organs out and then like every night they're like regrown or something yeah. like that. So, uh, that makes sense. Huh. Yeah. Damn. All right.
1: I do well, think though the uh the queer aspect is definitely there as well.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: yeah oh my god. It
1: seems pretty yeah. come overwhelming. Yeah. Come
0: on. With that much come These cum, boys these boys. <laughs>
2: With the cum like flowing down Come on
0: (laughs) There's just so much If nothing else This movie is about men Like full stop It's just like about masculinity In any like interpretation Of how you feel about that or whatever But like it's just two dudes Just guys being dudes On the open sea (laughs) Just (laughs) figuring it out Trapped in a phallus doing what boys
1: do did y'all see that interview with uh pattinson where they were like we talked to robert eggers and he said that like (laughs) maybe it's not about being gay or like maybe there's not anything between the two of you and then robert Mm -hmm. pattinson's like oh no but in the script it said that the lighthouse was a phallic symbol and it looks like a huge erect penis (laughs) he's like i think it was pretty explicit
0: (laughs) it's so funny to me this like media narrative around it because like a, even Robert Eggers was like, yes, the lighthouse is a phallus. <laughs> and what happens when you get two dudes trapped in a phallus? But then he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's up to <laughs> you. It's your interpretation. <laughs> You're like, Robert, just come on. <laughs> like, you, just st- you can't say it and then not say it and then make other Robert say it. What are we doing here? We're just playing ping pong fucking back and forth here. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't get
2: that. Like, Robert, you can't put them in a penis Two dudes in a penis, and then put the movie in black and white. Like, yeah, come, on. Come, on. Come, on. come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. Um, I am... So, Luke, your explanation makes a lot of sense to me now, because I was ta- thinking about the ending, and I was like, what the fuck? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I, one, I was like, what is in this light um, other than, like, Light, um, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Cody, what was your initial reading on the madness and the puss and stuff? <laughs>
0: um, I don't. Mm, I'm so willing to accept just magical realism in anything that I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. This tracks. Just <laughs> however it exists in there, it's great. sure. Um, Agreed. I don't know. I I saw it a lot as like like a power thing especially with like the just the men men and bean dudes in in a lighthouse um but like a, a thing that i was thinking about a lot when watching it was like especially towards the end was like don't bite the hand that feeds you and i feel like that was a really important relationship between the two of them like personally and like with all these things kind of being thrown at them or whatever but it was like this it's a like about this power dynamic and it makes sense with like if it's, like, a divine thing or if it's, like, a whatever, you are representing this world that you're in or whatever. But it's, like, fun. It's grounded in this, like, subordination and, like, domination conversation. Wow, bars. But <laughs> that <laughs> sort of fuels each other and and how they interact with one another and how they interact with the world that they're in. Yeah. Um, and also how the world, like, abrasively interacts with with Robert, especially um, quite directly, Um, in a very confrontational, dominating way. Um, Because he's, like, honestly just subordinated by his surroundings, which you could also say is in part by by Willem, but, you know, it is literally there in in the physical space, too.
2: Yeah. I think one of the things, since when I got out of this, I was not thinking about Willem Defoe as God, um, which Good. like silly me because all allegories <laughs> lead back to that. So honestly, my bad. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm sorry for that. Um, one of the things that had like struck me after this was the fact that Robert Pattinson's character had lied about who he was. Like he had like killed that dude mm-hmm. and lied about who he was. And so I had kind of read it as he had like wanted to start over um but he seemed so adamant about taking over Willem Dafoe's position and so during the whole time I couldn't figure out like which one of them was gaslighting the other person Mm -hmm. and so I couldn't figure out like if Willem Dafoe's character was gaslighting robert pattinson or robert pattinson was gaslighting Willem defoe um mainly because the thing that tripped me up was Willem defoe's uh log and how it kept saying that um robert pattinson was like drinking and being wanted him to get like um severance without pay and so it really tripped me up being like, we saw that that's Robert Pattinson said he wrote, but we didn't get to see it ourselves. And so I couldn't figure out, like, who was backstabbing the other person kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, especially because he was just, like, straight up burying Willem Dafoe alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, what
0: you do with your bros. With your
2: homies. The
0: yeah. Boys. Yeah.
2: Just you know what you do Maybe with in the your pound pit <laughs> <laughs> in the ground, literally. Yeah. The- <laughs> um, and so I, yeah, there was a lot to unpack there for sure. So
0: yeah. uh, a lot, a lot. I mean, you could say that they're both playing each other. True the thing, right? Like True. they're it's it's like feeding into this this power thing. Like they're just trying to like one up each other a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah, Robert more directly but like both are trying to like assert dominance over the other in some sort of way so they're just kind of playing each other the whole time
1: there's also like like the dominance of defoe's character mm-hmm. like there's no source to it like my inner right. rebellious self is like why are you listening to this dude like y'all are the only two people right. on the island like you don't have to scrub oh, the this floor guy. again. yeah so it's That's like there's something shit from this guy there's like something else there too where they're they both seem like they're observant of like i don't know an- another thing that is mm-hmm, making them right. be the way they are
2: it almost sounds like robert eggers was inspired by a simple favor <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> the crossover of the century are you kidding me Oh my God. he wasn't doing
1: anything and then he saw a simple favor and like everything <laughs> of the lighthouse just emerged
0: okay the lighthouse exactly the same but they're wearing very <laughs> killer blazers <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're still wearing the top they're like still wearing the hats and the cigars and <laughs> pipes or whatever the fuck, but just a very killer blazer. Yeah. One of yeah. my favorite things was when someone was like, uh, yeah, I know how to use a Photoshop and color correct, and they changed Robert Pattinson's outfit from black and white into the Paddington colors.
0: Yeah! <laughs> it yes, was one of my so favorite good. things.
2: It's haunting. It really, it, I saw that, like, right before I went in to watch the movie, and it changed everything.
0: Mm.
2: Okay, the last question we have, um, really Does a number, which is, uh, would y'all spit on him erotically? And the him, I think is... I. Well, that's, uh, it's up to you, Luke. (laughs) Dealer's choice, Luke. Hmm. I mean, now now that you've said it, it might be God.
1: (laughs) Well. Would I spit erotically on God? Yes. Would I spit erotically? (laughs) You know, I think I would probably... Yeah, no, this is easy. Of course, I would spit erotically on Robert Pattinson over Willem Dafoe. No offense. He Will likes Dafoe. it. I mean, yeah. Damn.
2: Like, it's been confirmed, actually, that I think he likes it. So,
0: yeah.
1: well, there you go. I'm doing him a favor.
0: Hell yeah. Well, Cody? Yes, all of them. Every one of
1: them. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to it. Lighthouse included.
0: Dafoe. <laughs> the mermaid.
2: <laughs> Everything.
1: All
0: of it. All
2: of it. The answer is obviously yes. Not to Willem Dafoe. Because um, mm. Willem Dafoe... I don't... Not my thing. But Robert Pattinson, yes. Obviously. Mm. Um, yes. So, there. Um, rating out of five stars to The Lighthouse. Uh, or rating out of five seagulls.
0: <laughs> um, How many goals would you give this movie?
1: Yeah, I... Definitely five. I mean, I, I don't know what else I would want from it, you know? Kind of, like, does everything for me.
0: Wow. Cody? Uh, 4.5, because I'm doing half stress,
1: Wow. So. <laughs> Damn. Wow, really Sorry. stingy. Uh,
0: what do you mean? Come on. <laughs> That's a great rating. That's a 9 out of 10. All right, uh, all
1: right. It is a great rating.
2: I would do, and this might just be from theaters in general from an accessibility standpoint uh i'm gonna do a four goals mainly because yeah. i needed captions on that boy yeah man i can't <laughs> wait to watch this movie with subtitles just because i was like what the fuck are they saying at some points yeah. and also i just want to see it with captions of when robert pattinson was just furiously grunting at some of those points um <laughs> <laughs> just for the screen cap abilities yeah of that oh
0: God, the meme potential is going to be so good when we get captions.
2: I I cannot wait, actually. I can't wait. Um, there was one thing I, I forgot to mention, which is, and I don't know, you all might have known this, but apparently um, Robert's masturbation scene was the first scene that he filmed, <laughs> which uh, is I something. That. Uh, yeah, that's good, um, that's good
0: really cheap it's called method acting it (laughs) just like gets you right in the the mindset the headspace you gotta be in
2: yeah that really does something
1: no i actually wanted to say something about his masturbation because
0: well please i'm sure
1: y'all have talked about this on this podcast but you know this is like a theme in his career now
0: yes yes we have (laughs)
1: and i think the lighthouse might be his best masturbation scene because not only is he really furious about it but also yeah. two two other things. One, he's jacking off to a wooden figurine.
0: Right. Which is, yes. you know, like
1: next level. Number two, it like becomes part of the score.
2: Yeah. Like his yeah. hand is
1: percussive.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. And
1: I think now the challenge for any filmmaker with Robert Pattinson in their film is just going to be finding a way to more efficiently utilize robert pattinson masturbation scene
2: yeah i can't yeah. wait until it's part of batman yeah because that's really that's really part of bruce Wayne's bruce rain what
0: bruce <laughs> rain. yeah my favorite bruce wayne's whole thing um well i was gonna say that made me think of that clip that everyone's been posting on twitter from joker where he's doing his fun dance on the stairs. And the great song is playing, and then it so abruptly cuts into (laughs) the score, really with no sensibility. Um, But just imagine that beautiful cacophony of just like it all coming together from like the actual like sound that's happening. It's great, amazing, it's perfect. It's really great, (laughs) beautiful. Yeah, I fully work. (sighs) Oh my god.
2: Yeah, I can't, I, it's gotta be part of his thing now, um, because it, it's, can it's a pattern at this point, right.
0: um,
2: and so now I just wanna know how they're working it into Batman, and I'm, I'm very curious at this point, that's for sure. What is Batman's butler's name? I'm such a bad Alfred. DC person. Alfred. Um, I just can't wait until Robert Pattinson's like, um, I'm sorry, Alfred, can you just get me some Kleenex for this whole thing? <laughs> Or he's like, or he's like, Alfred, uh, dispose of this sock, please. Don't look at no, Alfred. Don't just uh... <laughs>
0: don't, please. <laughs> just throw it away. Oh, I, this never happened. <laughs> okay. Just set it on
2: fire. Actually, any other last thoughts then for the lighthouse?
0: I love Robert's mustache. Oh,
1: such a great Jesus. mustache. I'm really glad you said that. It is. Yes, it's a gorgeous mustache. <laughs> it's very good very nice mustache. if
0: anyone wants to know what my transition goals are it's that mustache. <laughs> oh my god that's it <laughs> that's it's I very want. good
1: i've been trying my best to wear a robert pattinson in the lighthouse mustache as as much as i think as you possible. have the
0: potential i mean i'm I trying you, you know
1: i'm giving it my best shot i'm yeah. not pretending like i'm there but gotta start somewhere no,
0: but you you're on your way yeah, hey, you're making hey, hey, thanks yeah
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's very good I love
1: that. Oh wait, I did have a last thought though. Yes, go. Um, and we've we've sort of already covered this, but I feel like we have to say that both of their performances have got to be two of the best performances, kind of ever. Top um, tier. They're just oh they're yeah. so physical, you know. Like it. Watching mm-hmm. the movie, there were several occasions where I was thinking to myself, like this must have been really painful, or like this must have been incredibly uncomfortable and i don't know how many takes you did of it to where by the end i'm like i mean you would have had to like train i feel like to do this role or just get your ass kicked from like you know nine to five every day
2: there was a lot of work that robert pattinson was just like hauling ass on some of those things like he was doing like actual work on that beat. Definitely. Right. Which is hard. So. Yeah, it's like
0: an endurance test. Yeah. That whole movie. Yeah. Sort of when
1: he's like dragging that big can up. Like. I don't know yes. if it's real. It's really great acting if it's not actually that heavy. But it looks like it's <laughs> that heavy.
2: Yeah. Yes. It does. Um, the other thing I'll say to add on to that is. And I saw this in, in a review that I, I don't remember which one. Um, but someone said like usually in a two person acting movie that one person will usually carry it and i did not feel that Mm. in this that i felt that it was it was very equitable of like both of them are really equally carrying this um which i think stands that like when i think of willem defoe i always think of like an outstanding performance
0: um and robert pattinson carried his weight there as well yeah yeah, he held his own, too. Because that's a hard thing to do, to compete with him. Like, yeah. Absolutely. both evenly matched, I would say.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Agree. Do you
2: think... I know that A24, like, submitted this, but do you think that it, this will be nominated for awards?
1: Uh, gosh, that's such a painful question, because I feel like the answer <laughs> is no. But, like, yeah. just imagining that Willem Dafoe doesn't get a nomination for getting all that dirt thrown on his face... Or that Robert Pattinson doesn't get a nomination for everything. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like they should, but I don't feel like they will.
0: If not, they'll just make, like, an honorary Oscar that's, like, you endured the worst crimes on set. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else here? Congratulations.
2: Yes. I... That's... That is fantastic. I love that. I I will say, it has been a nice reprieve to talk about something other than you this week. Thank (laughs) God. Um... And to feel so close to the end, too, because next week we are actually finally finishing this book after yeah. what has felt like nine months of 400 years. For, <laughs> forever.
0: We've been trapped in the lighthouse. <laughs> for, so long, in for so long.
2: For so long. We have a fantastic set of patrons. Hell um, yeah. And I've placed a, a link here from a website i've literally never heard of before Uh um, called preen it is a listicle of twilight's uh, the twilight fans guide to 2000s trends so if i can direct your attention here Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um it is really a a throwback to some important some important fashion trends
0: right iconic moments yes Hell yeah! Shout out to Rachel Gray, okay. who's gonna be gloomy gray outfits.
2: That's what I wear on an everyday basis. I mean, you do live in the Pacific Northwest. That's so. true. I do basically live here. So, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: um, shout out to Janae Jasper, yeah, who's going to be red or gold contacts.
0: Ooh. I love that that's like, oh, that was a, t- a 2000s trend. You know how everyone was just wearing a cult project. You know. You remember. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Shout out Kelly Beck. Woo woo woo. Who's gonna be prom dressed with sneakers. And you know. obviously a boot also. <laughs> Can relate. Because foot's broke.
2: Can relate, yes. Yeah. All right, shout out to Sophia Salinger.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Who is going to be, this is not technically a number on here, um, but it says on one of these, from one of my favorite movies growing up, A Cinderella Story, um, when Hilary Duff wore pink Chuck Taylors, and that really just does something for me.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. wow. Just calling
2: calling them Chuck Taylors just is something.
0: Yeah. Great film. Shout out Aaron Salinger. Pew pew, pew wow. who's gonna <laughs> I'm really <laughs> loving the fanfare on this one. <laughs> Just the soft towels. Um, who's gonna be plaid shirts of different colors. AKA all of Bella's bisexual fits. <laughs> honestly
2: yeah i love that that's that's the most vague thing and again it might just be because of where i live but that is something that still exists like right if you go to any podcast live showing that's just you you will look into a sea of all the people just wearing plaid shirts
0: yeah
2: um i'm an asshole and i have no idea who you just said
0: I said, Aaron. Sounder. Okay, of our girl, course.
2: our intern, <laughs> our intern, our unofficial intern, Taylor Browntown lawner
0: yeah. Um
2: I am going to do an unofficial one here of wearing a. What kind of is this? A bowler hat that Eric <laughs> is wearing here to prom. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is that yes. a bowler a bowler I, hat? I, I to would prom.
0: I would quantify that as a bowler hat. Okay, yeah. yeah.
2: Then I'm gonna. All right, Taylor Browntown, you're gonna be the uh, wearing a bowler hat to prom.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, and shout out to Katie Weber. View, view, view. Yes. Who's gonna be classic team Edward or team Jacob T-shirts?
2: Oh my god, just classics. Mood. The best, honestly. Now, the I wanted to say this until the last part here. So this is something that we do, on, and this will be a helpful segue here, Luke. Um, Luke, what is your relationship to Twilight?
0: Oh, woof.
1: Um, <laughs> I... How much time do we have? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I, I mean, I've seen all of them. I can say that uh i watched them that all
2: most people can't so yeah
1: yeah i feel good about that um i saw all of them in high school i believe wait when did the last one come out
2: um uh, that one came out in 2012
1: okay so i guess i saw that one in college but i saw the rest of them in high school with my girlfriend at the time very begrudgingly mm. and had to keep to myself <laughs> that maybe i was enjoying it more than i was letting on oh
0: my god okay that's great that's the best possible answer but yeah i love now i'm
1: just thankful for them for giving us or thankful to them for giving us kristen stewart and robert pattinson because they truly are like two of my favorite (laughs) actors alive so oh my god i have a lot of a lot of uh, love in my heart for the twilight movies
0: we all
2: agreed (laughs) (laughs) Dead. truly (laughs) yes and most important question team edward or team jacob
1: definitely team edward
0: Honestly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Allie, you're not All going right. to win this one. <laughs> I just, no, and I know, I know that it's the right answer. It's just that a part, of, I just, I just, Taylor Lawner's beautiful. Okay. And I don't know what you want me to say. All right. So, Luke, I'm very thankful that you brought a fan fiction for us today. What, what horrors did you bring to torture Cody Sears? Um,
1: okay. So, <laughs> this is called. It's called Northern Lights and Whiskey Lullabies by... Oh, my God. What? Why do you say that?
2: Yeah. No, I just... I'm. It's you just have boring. my attention. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> sure wow, did.
1: everybody reads this one. Um,
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we haven't had a repeat so far, I don't think. Okay,
1: great, great. Uh, it's by Song Girl. Oh. And I got the idea that in my very, very preliminary research that maybe it's a, a well-read twilight fanfiction, whatever that means sure okay Okay. i flop onto the bed noting the collection of diet coke bottles that i should really put into the recycling and grab for my book damn i left it in the trailer i'm wide awake and feeling at loose ends i'm restless and if i'm honest more than a little randy as long as i'm living in this paparazzi (laughs) bubble i could qualify for a monastery not that it's feasible to actually date even at date, if I ever threw caution to the wind and subjected some poor girl to this circus and what the media would say, she would have to enter witness protection. I don't know. It's like I would just ruin lives anyways. Yep, me, by myself, playing my own trumpet. I think of the Joyce poem, Alone. The sly reeds whisper to the night, a name, her name, and all my soul is a delight, a swoon of shame. I wistfully remember the girl at the club and absently pull out my new mobile, reflexively checking my perpetually empty inbox. What am I looking for? I'm not even allowed to give anybody my number. Finn.
0: Wow. What a depressed bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What a mood. Playing my little trumpet. (laughs) (laughs) What a mood. So good. i love it
1: yeah
2: Yeah. i can't believe that you were like oh i don't know i'm not that good at reading
1: (laughs) i'm not good at reading i feel like especially when i'm talking to a teacher like teachers have a thing for reading
2: yeah this is a no judgment zone i said bruce rain (laughs) so like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that's that's fantastic thank you for bringing that to the space and being vulnerable there luke this is your time plug your shit what do you want people to follow you on
1: uh you can follow me on twitter at lou l-o-u underscore k-i-c-k-s um and that's really the only thing i'm active on
2: so hell yeah
0: there you go awesome yeah fantastic read his stuff read his lighthouse reviews yeah yeah (laughs) they're good yes
2: yes fantastic some homework
0: (laughs) (laughs) fantastic
2: well luke thank you for your time was oh, a yeah, treat thanks for having me thank you for sharing your frost experiences with us um you cultured Fox, person <laughs> you can't relate
1: oh stop
2: <laughs> okay well um as we say here in the space and here get on hit. the west coast oh, shit <laughs> and get whipped
0: <laughs> you so much of an extended bit whatever get okay hit. all right okay bye <laughs>